Let's go a Viking on Viking Hot Takes. It's time for the 10th episode of Viking Hot Takes, the fast-moving Minnesota Vikings talk show. We've got Eric Thompson from Daily Norseman. We've got me, Flip Mozzie, from Climbing the Pocket. And we've got the fans in the comments, Mary Fisk, Viking Jerome. Hope y'all are doing well. Let's buckle up. Let's go. Eric, what's what's keeping you busy this summer, man? Oh, just keeping track of all the the fun to be had at the OTAs. Kirk Cousins doing the Ladanian Tomlinson today. That was really fun to to see at uh, OTAs. And we're 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 inching closer. We're in June. We we are three months away from real and meaningful NFL football. So it's uh, it's it's always exciting to be on the show. But we're it's it's even more exciting to be closer to the NFL season. You know it, less than 100 days away, and we're going to be 20 minutes closer at the end of this show. We've got the six questions. I think we're ready, Dave. Let's put it up on the clock and, and start this thing up. All right, Eric, I always ask the first question, so here we go. You know, like right. you said, OTAs are happening. Harrison Hand is making plays in Minnesota. Uh, but I'm looking around the division. Jordan Love is getting a lot of reps in Green Bay. And the fan sentiment is, if Aaron Rodgers doesn't show up, this is a weak NFC North. And the Vikings should own this thing. So if the NFC North is weak, my question to you is, which NFL divisions are strong? Rank the top three. Okay. Well, the, the first two I think were pretty easy for me. I think the first, it has to be the NFC West. They're they're just absolutely loaded from top to bottom. There isn't a weak team in the division. I mean the Rams have a ton of talent on both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. And if Spurs is as big an upgrade as he could be over Goff, that they could be a title contender. And likewise for the 49ers, of course, you know, my if that is if my guy Trey Lance is the real deal. But they're loaded as long as they don't have the terrible injury luck that they had in 2020. I mean, they were a much better team than their record showed. And the Seahawks, they always have a ton of imperfections. There's always question marks about what Pete Carroll wants to do with that offense. But as long as they have Russell Wilson, they're always going to be good. They always end up you know, at or near the playoffs. And the Cardinals, a team that went 8-8 eight and eight last year, and they have another year of experience mm-hmm. under Kyler Murray's belt. And they went out and got a bunch of big-name veteran free agents. Though they're the they're plus six hundred to win that division. I think in any other division they would be you know maybe two or three to one, but of course you know that that's mm-hmm. uh, lucky us. We get to play all four of those teams in the division. The Vikings have all four of them on the schedule this year, and so my that brings us to the second team or second division. I think I have to go with the AFC North. I think there's a very good chance. Uh, okay, this is Viking hot takes. I'll start out right away. I think there's a good <laughs> chance that the Steelers, who basically they've ne- they've never have losing seasons under under Mike Tomlin, I think they might be the worst team in that division this year. And they're always wow. pretty good at the very least. Wow, the Bengals, below the Bengals. The Bengals yes, okay, the Bengals. That's a big if of the Bengals because I think that's that they could be 
better than people think because Burrow with another year, and if he stays healthy, they're they're going to be better. They had they still have they're missing a few pieces. So of course, if that's if they don't finish last, I think that's the one team. But I wouldn't be surprised if the Steelers kind of fell off. They're 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 missing a lot of players. But of course, I think that the reason why I picked the AFC North as the second best division is those top two teams. It's Cleveland and Baltimore. Both teams are really loaded. Um, there's, it's probably about as good as one-two punch as you'll find maybe outside of the NFC West as far as contenders. I mean, I, I wouldn't be shocked to see either the, the Ravens or the Browns ultimately end up you know, representing the AFC in the Super Bowl. I think both teams are, have enough talent on both sides of the ball and enough pieces to, to make deep runs in the postseason. Both of them made it last year, and I think they can go even farther this year and of course guess what the vikings get to play that entire division as well so it's when people talk about the the schedule at least on paper right now you never know how things play out that's two really good teams and i think they think it's a pretty big drop off for me at least after those two but i think right now i think i'll i'll say the nfc south just because they have the defending champs who brought back just basically every starter they got the bucks i'm still not really sure what the panthers are doing they're kind of you know sam darnold's nice whatever that maybe that's an upgrade over bridgewater but i still think there's a a year or two away but i think the falcons might be better than uh people think this year even with you know the whole julio jones wanting out there they still have plenty of pieces and matt ryan still got enough in the tank i think they'll be okay and i really like their their new head coach i think that uh that picking up the guy out of Tennessee should be a nice addition for them. And the saints, they just, they won't be bad for us. Like I just, they, they keep right. on kicking this, like the, the salary cap thing, it, you know, the cap is always a myth for them. I don't, I don't get it. And, you know, watch Jameis actually, you know, iron out the kinks would be good for the saints now, but I, so I, I'll give that the division a, a third. You could make your case for the AFC West as well. Cause I think that's a pretty good division too, but those are my top three. What are your top three? Yeah, you know, I I I went the uh, Excel route. I went the analytical route, and I plugged in the current Vegas win totals, and it, it gave me the same answers. You know, NFC West, AFC North, and I think the third team was the third division was the AFC West because people really like the Chiefs there. People like yep. the Chargers, um, and people think the Broncos are on the rise too. My issue is for Minnesota, like if we're saying that the Vikings are going to be able to take advantage of an easy division, well, you just got to go one more step. And like you said, we're playing the two hardest divisions. Right. So uh, with or without with or without Aaron Rodgers, you hope the Vikings can take advantage of it. Uh, they're the only NFC North team projected to improve from their 2020 record. But we could be looking at a scenario where the entire division is just getting its butts kicked. And we're like the NFC East of, of right. the NFL this year. We'll see. Yeah, I, don't, I, I don't think it'll it's be quite as, you know, a, a, a losing team winning that, but I mean, that could, it could definitely be if, if those two divisions are as good as they think and the NFC North, you know, takes a step back, that could, that could definitely be in play, you know, 500 by, or, you know, maybe a, a nine and eight record, or maybe even a, you know, like that, that could win the division, in the NFC North this year. Yeah. All right. All right. So for my first question, uh, this is the number one topic, I think, right now in the offseason. How worried should we be about Daniil Hunter holding out? I'll try to be quick here. It's just this is so weird to me that we're talking about this. I mean, because of a single tweet from Adam Schefter, uh, over, here's, here's how I describe it. Over the past six years, the Vikings have not done many things consistently. You know, they make the playoffs every other year. 
They've had four different quarterbacks, like six different offensive coordinators. Even the defense, which is usually consistent, fell off in 2020. Uh, But the one thing this regime always does is they take care of their drafted guys, especially the defenders. I mean, Harrison Smith has never held out. The first big signing after we got Kirk Cousins, we signed Eric Kendricks. Uh, We re-signed Stephon Diggs. Anthony Barr tried free agency, and he literally came back crying to us with a new mega deal. Uh, Not and the Jets. Even, no. <laughs> even Mackenzie Alexander, people thought he hated Mike Zimmer. Literally one year later, he came right back. So like Dalvin Cook did this thing where he said he was going to hold out, and the Vikings came to an arrangement pretty amicably. That's what I see Daniil Hunter doing now. And like, so can we say the exact number? No. Is it weird timing with him missing last season? Sure. But like a holdout, I am not worried about that at all. They figure these deals out and Daniil Hunter is not going to be any different. I'm with you. I think, I mean, those are all very good points and they usually take care of their guys. It's just, he hasn't showed up yet. I just want to, and, and we, there's still plenty of time for it. Is these are OTAs. The O stands for optional. That that is fine. But it, uh, no one really expected him to show up yet. But just until he does, it still makes you a little nervous. It's probably just the Vikings fan and all of us just always kind of expecting the worst. And yeah, the rumblings of a holdout. I I I really don't think that it'll get to that point. But Hunter is such a crucial part of that defense that it has to make you a little nervous until he actually goes to practice and actually starts participating. But yeah, I don't, I don't think we should get to, it's definitely not time to hit the panic button quite yet. So what do you got for the yeah. second one? All right. Switching it up a little. Cause I know you play fantasy football, Eric, and it's I the do. off season. You know, usually that fantasy draft talk starts in about a month. So let's get the fans in the mood, pick two Vikings fantasy sleepers for the 2021 season. All right. Well, the first one, it has to be, I don't even know if it's a sleeper at this point, but it has to be Irv Smith. Like that, it's all there for him. It's year three. That's when a lot of pass catchers kind of make that big leap. Rudolph is gone. There's a, he, the, Smith is the undisputed TE one. He is the absolute, like he's going to be the go-to guy. And it, you know, it doesn't help. It doesn't hurt that he looks absolutely yoked in OTAs. Like he looks noticeably bigger. He was apparently taking care of his diet a lot better this off season. I love hearing that stuff. Of course, who knows if it means a whole lot, but I like that when players are, you know, taking that extra step. And, uh, and you know, I joked on Twitter yesterday that I, I hate that I play fantasy football with so many Vikings fans because I'm going to have to draft him really high or pay a lot for him in the auction draft I'm in. But I'm totally going to do it. Like I'm, I'm excited about the the prospect of Irv Smith uh, in this offense. And the second one, speaking, okay. I'll stay on the offensive side. Uh, of course, stay with the offense. I'm going to say. Kirk Cousins. I really think. Okay. That I think. I think under uh, Clint Kubiak, I think they're gonna they're gonna pass more. I think they're gonna have the personnel to do so. I think they're they're gonna put the ball in the hands of their pass catchers a little more. And you can argue, you know, about when and how Kirk Cousins puts up his stats. You know, the whole garbage time thing is, you know, it's 
followed him since his Washington days. But most of the time, he ends up putting up stats, and fantasy football doesn't care when you put up those stats. If he puts them all up in garbage time, which he definitely doesn't, but he you know mm-hmm. tends to every once in a while, those stats still just count. They count the same. So I mean, it, like if if you're an auction league, then you don't want to spend a lot on a quarterback after all the big you know people forked over money for the big names. Cousins, I think you know he, he'll he'd come cheaper and he'd allow you to build your team with uh, other players around you. I think he's going to t- finish around the top 10 around that, you know, the, the 10 yeah. to 12 for fantasy quarterbacks. And currently I, I looked it up right before uh, it, he's going more towards the 17 to 20 range. So it's a good value pick. I don't know if, how much of he's a sleeper, but I think it's a really good value. And if it meant getting better players at other positions, I'd probably start him. I think he's, he's yeah. got a pretty low floor. He's always, he's always, you know, so far in his career, he's always available and he's always playing. And that's, that's half the battle sometimes in fantasy. So those, those are my two. Do you have any? Yeah. You know, low hanging fruit. I think you picked two ones that are better than mine. Uh, low hanging fruit. I'm just going to be lame. And I'm going to say the Vikings defense. Uh, Cause they were like the 27th defense in 2020. But they've been yeah, they really good historically. Year. Yeah, I, I mean, the third most points allowed in franchise history last year. So you have to think that with those seven new impact starters coming back, they'll they'll be back to like a top defensive fantasy unit. My other one, you know, I'm not going to call him a sleeper, but Adam Thielen at this point is just ridiculously underrated for a receiver who has three top 10 finishes out in the last four years. And, you know, everywhere we go, people can't stop talking about Justin Jefferson. I get that second greatest rookie receiver of all time. I love that. But doing it for seven seasons, it's just wild to me that he's projected outside of the top 15 receivers. I think I, I would pick Adam Thielen in the second round over Justin Jefferson in the first round in every single one of my fantasy drafts. I think Thielen is definitely a better value at this point because the, the Justin Jefferson yeah. hype, the hype train is rolling full steam and people are kind of forgetting about Thielen. He's is. Yeah. I think you'll be able to get him later and cheaper and he's still a very good option. So, all right. So it's, uh, going back to the real football, this is it's where we are post June 1st. This is our first show in June. The Vikings officially have more cap money. I uh, jokingly tweeted out earlier this week. Happy Vikings get more cap day to all those who celebrate. And we're celebrating because they're the, that Kyle Rudolph contract. The post uh, June 1st cap money is there. So what do you want the Vikings to do with that with that extra cap money they just had this week? Absolutely nothing, man. I'm not on that veteran on that veteran impact signing. I mean, it's just, it's not out there. That guy is not out there. You do nothing with this cap space. You roll it over to 2022. We saw them get the cap back and talk about trying to sign Bashad Breeland. People love that because they'd heard of him before. Instead, they just got like a depth piece in, in Ty Smith. And I think that's just true. Every position you're going to look at the roster is the roster. And I don't see a signing here that's going to change that the impact for 2021. So keep the money. You can possibly use some upfront guarantees to extend to Neil Hunter, Brian O'Neill, and Harrison Smith. But the Vikings are going to need that space in the future. If you look into 2022, they currently have the 10th least cap space in the NFL. So roll it over and coach this roster up. 
I, I, I get the, the thinking behind that. And I, and there is definitely some merit to it. I think the fans will revolt if there's nothing done, at least, at least in the, maybe not the free agent signings. If you don't think anyone jumps out there this time of year, there usually aren't a ton of great names. I think there is still maybe some wide receiver depth, maybe some defensive depth you can have, but it's still like, it's not really a, a great value. I think at this point, but I really hope they use some of that money to tie into some extensions, like the the names you mentioned, O'Neal, Hunter. But maybe they can do something like that to get a bigger name uh, in free agency down the road. But yeah, I think the you know the, the between the cap number jumping and trying to free up some more money, they don't have to spend all that money right now. Just because you have it, it's not burning a hole in your pocket. Be smart with the money. Don't spend it just because you have it. So what do you yeah. got for your last oh. one? All right, last question. OTAs hype season. The all the rookie quarterbacks are out there, but I'm asking because we know that not all five of these first round rookies are going to work out. So Eric, give me two of these guys who are going to bust. Okay, well, I mean, I guess I could see Trey Lance, who we've already talked about a bit, getting forced into action too early and maybe not being ready because he's only you know, had the one year at NDSU nope. and then one game. Nope. Break but, your heart. You know, you, you know damn well I'm not going to say anything bad about my NDSU guy unless they play, you know, unless it's during week 12 when the Vikings play. Then I can talk crap about him. But, and Trevor Lawrence, I mean, he might struggle this year in Jacksonville, but I don't think we're going to, like, he, he seems to be the generous generational talent i'd be very surprised if he actually is a bust and and i hate that justin fields is on the bears because i really like him and i think i i think he's going to do pretty well in chicago unless of course the the combined curses of the seeming curses of the bears and ohio state quarterbacks kind of merge into one super curse and it's just too big for fields to overcome that's always a possibility but um so that leaves the the last two are the, in my opinion the most probable are zach wilson and mac jones i think for wilson it was just kind of weird to me. Like everyone just like accepted him going to the Jets at number two without too much of a stink. I'm like, I, 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 I mean, I, I always, I'm always wary of the come out of nowhere guys. Of course, Joe, Joe Burrow was kind of like that, but he was highly touted. Zach Wilson really is like, okay, the, did he suddenly become that much better in a, in a really weird college football season to vault him up that far? And Mac Jones, it, there's, I think he, there's a very good po- possibility he kind of turns into the next AJ McCarron, where like he's. He's going to a historically great pro franchise in New England, but there's a good chance that he was just kind of more of a product of the best NCAA franchise in Alabama, where he had NFL talent all over the place around him. And when he goes into a place that is, you know, where the 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 talent level is more of an even playing field, he could struggle. And of course, there's the Cam Newton thing. I don't know if he's washed up or whatever, but there might be a chance that Jones doesn't play for a while either. So if I had to pick, um, I, I can definitely see the possibility of them, both of them succeeding, but I'd have to say Wilson and Jones. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, I, I, Justin Fields and Trey Lance are off. They're not even allowed in this conversation. The last thing I'm going to do <laughs> is say Justin Fields is going to bust as a Vikings fan don't you put that evil on me. Not going to go there. I get the Zach Wilson thing. Um, I disagree with Mac Jones because when is when have Belichick and and uh, McDaniels ever not gotten the most out of their quarterback? True. What I'm what I what I'm focused on is this Trevor Lawrence thing because what evidence do we have that Urban Meyer knows what he's doing coming from the college to the pros? 
I mean, he's he's put he's putting running backs out at wide receiver. He's signing quarterbacks to play tight end. I just the guy. This isn't college, man. It's an utter joke <laughs> down there in Jacksonville. Um, it's a complete joke with that team Tim Tebow signing, and it it does not compute that Trevor Lawrence is going to overcome this crappy ass situation that we have him in. So. You know, my, my take is maybe Trevor Lawrence isn't a complete bust, but maybe it's just contract number two, like a Drew Brees situation where we've got to get that guy out of there ASAP. Yeah, that could make sense because I, I don't have a ton of faith in Urban Meyer either, at, the, at least at the pro level. All right, we're just under two minutes. We've yep. got one question left Ooh. here. All right. So we're going to stay in quarterbacks. It's a straightforward question. Staying in the NFC North, who will be the starting quarterbacks when the Vikings face the Bears and the Packers in 2021? <laughs> so let's start with Chicago. I think Andy Dalton actually has more in the tank that than, than people are giving him credit for. But the main issue there is, number one, the NFL has all but bet on Justin Fields in week one. Chicago's playing Sunday night football right out of the gate. And the second factor is Minnesota doesn't play Chicago until week 15. So Bingo. like, do I think Andy Dalton is good enough to hold down a starting job on a relatively bad roster for three months? <laughs> like, no way. It's like Donovan yep. McNabb's last year in Minnesota. He played fine. He was throwing to guys like Michael Jenkins and Devin Oroshimadu. The team went one of five and they put Ponder in. And, you know, that's probably what's going to happen in Chicago this year. Green Bay, uh, I think what mandatory OTAs are two weeks away. At this point, you can't expect Aaron Rodgers to be at OTAs, but like it would be pretty dramatic for change for Aaron Rodgers to like go out of pouty diva receive like quarterback mode and he's stubborn, but. All of his gripes are just really dumb. He wants more money. They offered him more money. He says they aren't built well. The Packers are actually built pretty well. So either he's going to play in Green Bay, they're not going to trade him, and the Vikings just have to hope that he's playing for a bunch of guys that are upset at what he did. But we're going to be going against both Aaron Rodgers and Justin Fields. I'm with you there. We aren't we aren't fortunate enough to have any other options. I don't think, especially when they're playing both teams as late in the season as they are. But that you heard the yeah. sound, you heard the buzzer. We're we're out of time. We're done. We're out of time. I hope y'all enjoyed the show, Dave. I have one more take. Am I allowed to share it, or are you going to shut me down? No, go right ahead. Okay, right. bonus so, take. So just. Real quick, you know, 90-man roster means that all 90 numbers are going to be picked. And, Eric, I know you and I, we love to talk about number fonts. There's been something that's been pissing me off about the Vikings rookies. Like, you have to look at the jersey. When they invented this horn, horn serif, some numbers go better than others. And I just don't get Absolutely. why do... Our players not understand this. If you're going to play for the Vikings, the second digit has to be a zero, a three, a six, an eight, or a nine. All the other numbers, all those crooked numbers don't go together. So, like, look at what your jersey is going to look like before you pick your number. 
This is a very important take. I, I am I am a big fan of the jersey minutia, and I'm glad we had the bonus take there because that's important. Look good, play good, and that that I agree with you. That number, it, when it slants that one way and you don't have the right number next to it, it looks really weird. I, I'm all in on yeah. that. Justin Jefferson got it right. Adam Thielen has always had it right. But, like, these young guys, bruh, you got you to gotta figure this out. Look good, play good. Like Eric said, that's Vikings Hot Takes. Thanks for listening, y'all. Have a great week, and, and we'll be around. Thank you for watching or listening. As always, if you like, subscribe, and ring the bell for notifications. And if you're listening to the podcast, please rate us on your favorite aggregator. Let's go, everybody.